Today's episode is brought to you by Stat Hero. Stat Hero is the first of its kind daily fantasy sports platform where it's you versus the house, head-to-head fantasy matchups. Winner take all. Sign up for free right now at stathero.com/hockey and use promo code hockey for a 100% deposit match. Okay, let's talk a little bit about that game against the Nashville Predators. Don't really want to talk too much about it because there's not a lot of good things to talk about it for the Devils. And also, is is uh, Lindy Ruff's job on the Fritz? Well, you know, I, that, that's a little bit of a joke because our, our um, general manager is named Tom Fitzgerald. So th- just a joke for you there. But it, is he uh, on the hot seat right now? We have a lot to discuss in this episode. Buckle up. You're Locked On Devils, your daily podcast on the New Jersey Devils. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hi, this is Bryce Salvador, and you're Locked On Devils with Trey Matthews. Alrighty now, what is up New Jersey? Welcome back to the Locked On Devils podcast here on the Locked On Network. I'm your host, college hockey play-by-play announcer and also Devils writer for Pucks and Pitchforks, Trent Matthews. And it's currently 9.06 a.m. Eastern Time, November 28th, 2021 at the time it's recording. So guys, I apologize in advance that this episode is going to be out a few hours later than uh, it normally is. Uh, as some of you might have already been aware, I am currently on vacation with my family, so sometimes it is hard to find time to uh, record an episode, but I wanted to do it when uh, I had a free period, just had time to speak, uh, sit down, because I never want to rush my episodes, and I just wanted to, I just figured doing it in the morning when I'm bright-eyed and bushy-tailed will be the uh, best time slot available for that. So we have a lot to discuss about the New Jersey Devils in terms of their overall effort against the Nashville Predators, because what did I say a couple episodes ago. I said the Nashville Predators are a team you cannot sleep on. We They hit a tough part in their schedule, but that was mainly because they played uh, the Toronto Maple Leafs and the Montreal Canadiens, and they came out on the losing end. But I said just a few games ago, they were top in the Central alongside with the Minnesota Wild. So I just said that was a team you cannot sleep on, and, and I told the Devils, you cannot take your foot off the gas pedal when you play against them. And that was probably one of the worst games that they have played the entire season. So you got the Calgary Flames game uh, a few weeks ago. You got the Anaheim Ducks. And now you got that game. That Those three games were the worst outings I have ever seen from the New Jersey Devils. And this is the second time that Leah Huxtel was on the call for the ESPN broadcast. Like I said, I am so glad that ESPN is back with hockey. But they have got to do a better job of uh, picking better broadcasters. I'm not trying to hate on her. I'm not trying to diminish her career in any which sort of way. Because, like I said, as an African-American in the sport of hockey, I know how tough it is to break and make your mark in this sport. I get that. But at the same time, you know, that's not enough. You still got to do a good job. Like my mentor, Everfit you once said, who's the play-by-play announcer for the Seattle Kraken. He said, like, you know, when, when you're in our position, you have to be ten times better just to be considered decent. And unfortunately, Leah Huxtel, how do you confuse Thomas Tatar with Thomas Novak? Where, where did that come from? Like, as you guys know, I'm a college hockey play-by-play announcer, and you've probably heard some of my calls. Like, I've uh, brought some people who have... Uh, played on the teams that I, that I do play-by-play for onto my show, including Taylor Mersick and Vinny Sansoni, like, over a year ago. But here's the thing. Like, when I'm doing play-by-play for a, a college team, 
I have the the roster in front of me for both respective teams. Despite me knowing like my college, uh, the players on on the roster, how to pronounce their names, I, I still have it just in case I need to add some extra notes. I also have a name pronunciation just in case. But like, it's one thing if she said like uh, Thomas Tatar or Thomas Tater or, or or something like that. Like that's a little more forgiving. But Thomas Tatar and Thomas Novak, I don't know where that comes from. And like I said, I tried giving Leah Huxtell a chance. I was more patient than anybody else on Twitter was. But And I even tweeted out because I couldn't see the ending of the game because I was with my family. And I said, is Leah Huxtell doing a better job? Because I'm hearing all sorts of negativity. And people said, nope, she is just worse. And if you need another reference, one of our worst games of the year, like I mentioned, was against the Anaheim Ducks. And guess who was on the call for that game? Leah Huxtell, because I remember talking to Jason Hernandez of Locked On Ducks because he listened to a different broadcast that was uh, telecasted in Spanish. And he talked about, you know, his Spanish heritage and he talked about uh, just wanting to get more Spanish-speaking countries involved with the sport of hockey. So that's how uh, one of our conversations originated. But like I said, I love ESPN. I love that ESPN is back with hockey. But you got to choose better broadcasters. Like I said, not trying to hate on her, not trying to diminish her, but she did not do a good job. And I listened to the highlights, and it's just not really that good. And uh, now, talking about something that's really not that good, let's talk about the New Jersey Devils. How do you not get a shot on goal? Like, they only had what? If I saw that correctly, they only had two shots on goal, like, almost midway through the second period. How does that happen? Like I said, that's a team you cannot sleep on. You have to show more effort than that. It, it, look, there's just so much we could talk about. We could talk about this game. We could talk about the goals. We could talk about the overall, uh, j just how I would rate this game, which would most likely be an F. So I'm going to spare you guys with talking about this game because I'm sure a lot of you do not want to talk about it. But this game was pretty much overcome period number two. One. When um, the, the Predators went up 2-0 and the Devils only had like two shots on goal for a good amount of the second period, I was just like, yeah, this, this game is pretty much over. The Devils have shown no effort. And I just said like, you know, I, I jokingly tweeted out saying like, looks like we're going to have to put the Batman signal up and hopefully Sharon Govich or Zaka to come up clutch once again. But there's only so much they could do. And I said, we're kind of running low on our uh, heroic efforts. So you know, that's the one thing with luck. Like, you know, you, you you play with it too much, it won't really answer back when you need it. So this overall game for the Devils was just brutal. So uh, when, when looking at the shots on goal differential, the Devils had two shots on goal in period number one. Predators had nine. Then uh, the Devils had seven in period number two. And then Nashville Predators had 13. And then the Devils got somewhat better in period number three, 16 uh, to nine. Now, here's the thing. It seems as though the Devils put their best efforts when they're down in the third period. That cannot happen. Where, where's the effort from period number one to period number two? Where's that effort from the get-go? That, that's, the, that's the thing I want from the New Jersey Devils because I'm tired of just like saying, okay, you know what, coming up clutch is great and all, and it makes for a great story, and I love talking about it on the show, but I would like a dominant performance from the Devils. Like I don't think I've seen that really this season quite yet. 
Like, I've seen a lot of great efforts. I've seen a lot of close competitive games, but I wouldn't mind seeing a blowout from the Devils end, just completely coming into a game and, you know, beating someone like, uh, I, I'd say, 6 to nothing. I, I think our only game in which we played absolutely dominant was against the New York Islanders, and that was the game that we shut them out, and that's been our only shutout of the season. So I, I guess the question is, like, going back to this game is, like, was this our worst effort put up this season? So if I remember correctly from the Calgary Flames game, remember Mackenzie Blackwood and Jonathan Bernier were both out. We had to rely on Scott Wedgwood and Nico Dawes. Um, I, I, I'd say that, you know, that's probably one of our worst uh, efforts put up. We started to show some more effort towards the end. But keep in mind, we did give up, like, either three or four goals in period number one. So that game was pretty much over from the start, and I predicted for them to lose. And then for the Anaheim Ducks, that was the game we got shut out, and we showed no effort. And once again, Leah Huck still was on the call for that. And then for this game, it's just like we showed no effort. We played absolutely, and I'm not going to cuss on this show, let's just say we played absolute crap this game. And there was just no chance for us to win. And I said, this is a team you cannot sleep on. We need to put up a better effort. But we won't, We only have, like, what, one win in our past five games. So I talked about it a couple episodes ago in which I was proud of the Devils for at least treading water in terms of getting the necessary points to just stay afloat because Jack Hughes is still out, which is someone we'll talk about a little later in this episode. And I was just like, okay, we're, we're, we, we just need to keep getting, like, you know, wins here and there. We need to keep getting points to remain competitive. But our last win came against the Tampa Bay Lightning. And I, look, I, I'm glad that we're getting a point here and there. But I would love to see to, uh, a lot more two points, if that makes sense. So for the Devils, I don't know what they got to do. Um, for this game, not really too many highlights to look at. Andreas Janssen was able to get a goal. Um, and, and who got the assist? Mercer and Brock. Uh, Mercer, uh, look, I know Mercer has been our best player in all this year, arguably, uh, because, you know, like we, we got Dougie Hamilton, Jack Hughes is still uh, injured, but he's uh, prone to come back uh, any time now. And, you know, I, I know Brock's been having a good year as well. But here's the thing. It's like uh, if Mercer wants to win the Calder Memorial Trophy, he needs to start doing something spectacular. He needs to start putting up a couple of hat tricks because uh, Lucas Raymond out in Detroit is pretty much running with that show right now because uh, last time I checked, 22 games played, 21 points. And like I said, I know Mercer has been having a good year. He is, barring anything catastrophic, he will finish in the top three in the Calder Memorial Trophy race. But... Uh, yeah, uh, so far in 18 games played, he has six goals, seven assists for a grand total of 13 points, plus minus a plus nine. That is great. I, I, I'm not trying to diminish it. That is great. But if he wants to win the Calder Memorial Trophy, you got to hit it into second gear. Like, you need to just kick it up a little bit. But overall, when looking at this game for the Devils, this was just an ugly, ugly, ugly game. And then Thomas Novak, I, I mean, Thomas Tatar, I mean, great, now Leah's got me doing this, but uh, Thomas Tatar was able to get a breakaway goal and make it 4-2, to two, but the, at that point, the, the Predators had already scored their empty netter goal, and, you know, when you get an empty netter goal, that's pretty much the final nail in the coffin. That's the final fork in the stake, so, you know, it, that, that game was pretty much over, but at least Tatar uh, made it more respectable, but, man, that, that, was, just, that was just ugly. That, that was just not a good effort from the Devils at all. And unfortunately, I, I don't know what else to say, but I, I'm sure you guys don't want to hear me vent about this game because let, let, let me just spare you guys, if I had to rate this game, F. If I'm being generous, D minus. This game was just 
absolutely bad all around for the Devils. But if you want a bright side, uh, Hosey uh, has scored 20 points in the past 20 games this season. So, uh, wait, that's not good news for us. So, it goes to show you how much good news there was to take away from this overall game from the New Jersey Devils. So, before I give more of my opinions on this game, I want to give you guys the first live read this morning. And it comes from our friends at Stat Hero. So, no one plays daily fantasy sports to lose. Winning feels so much better, but traditional fantasy sports are long-term losing propositions because you never know who or what you're going to go up against. Stat Hero is the first of its kind daily sports fantasy platform where it's you versus the house. It's head-to-head fantasy matchups, winner-take-all. And here's the crazy part. Stat Hero shows you their lineups before you play, and you handpick the team you want to face one-on-one. This never-before-seen innovation of fantasy sports and sports betting hybrid has uh, Stat Hero players clocking odds that are over four times better. Why? Because you don't have to compete against thousands of experts or unknowns. Stat Hero puts you in control in their fate. With Stat Hero, you are in control of the stakes. You decide how much you're going to play for the Stat Hero, and no one uh, takes it because they're daring you to beat them. Stat Hero head-to-head is what Daily Fantasy should be, one-to-one. So sign up today for free right now at StatHero.com slash hockey and use the promo code hockey for 100% deposit match. That's StatHero.com slash hockey. Use promo code hockey for a 100% match. Once again, I repeat for the third and final time, StatHero.com slash hockey, promo code hockey, terms and conditions apply. Now, you guys know I love looking at Twitter and just seeing, like, uh, different opinions from a lot of Devils fans, media personalities, whatever the case might be. And here's a few tweets that I've seen pop up uh, time and time. So, obviously, we've been seeing a lot of tweets involving should Mark Recchi get the boot from the Devils organization. I've talked about it on this show before, but never on this show. Uh, in the two years that I've been doing this so far, because I joined in July of 2020, and that's when we hired uh, Lindy Ruff, because Lindy Ruff officially became the Devils head coach on July 8th, uh, 2020. Um, you know, so I haven't really had the chance to talk about it on this episode quite yet, but it has gotten to a point where people are, are talking about should Lindy Ruff get the boot from the New Jersey Devils organization? Now, this is interesting and something I have not talked about yet. Should Lindy Ruff be fired? Because a lot, a lot of times this year, uh, Lindy Ruff has been talking about accountability. He's been talking about if a player's not performing, then they're going to make them a healthy scratch. So once again, Ty Smith was a healthy scratch in this game, uh, and I said he might be a healthy scratch for the next couple games unless uh, you know he proves that he is capable of once again being inserted back into the starting lineup. Because look at Sharon Govich; he was a healthy scratch for a, about two or three games, and then. He returned, and he actually had a pretty good run in which he was able to score two goals against the Tampa Bay Lightning, and he was also able to just overall help us uh, stay afloat. In the past two games, he was able to get three goals, so you, you, you see that overall impact from Sharon Govich, and uh, some of that came from being benched, and I saw this article released by the New Jersey Devils saying, like, you know, Ty Smith, uh, there's a fire under him. He's motivated. He was a healthy scratch the last couple games, but he's ready to make uh, another impact and another statement. However, you know, it's definitely going to be up to Ty Smith because I said, who's going to be woken up first after that bad game against the Tampa Bay Lightning? Is it going to be Ty Smith or is it going to be Lindy Ruff? And unfortunately, Lindy Ruff beat Ty Smith to it. So 
when looking at uh, Lindy Ruff, should he uh, be, get the boot? Because what what I was going with that was that, you know, we talked about accountability. We talked about the players not stepping up. They will be um, adjusted accordingly. So we've seen players move from top lines to the fourth line, Sharon Govich and Kwokinen. We've seen a lot of players, you know, be sent down who uh, were able to uh, have somewhat of a, I, I guess, a decent amount of NHL games last season. So we still have not seen Nolan Foote this year. We have not seen Ball. Uh, and, you know, those guys actually made somewhat of a decent impact at the NHL level in the few games that they were given. But, yeah, so should, should we fire Lindy Ruff? My opinion is, and, you know, feel free to agree, disagree with me on this. This is very subjective. I really don't think we should fire Lindy Ruff because – Look, guys, we're a young team. We're going to make mistakes. And I know Lindy Ruff has said, like, you know, enough of this. They're just kids nonsense. We, we're going to compete, and we're going to try to make a statement. you got to be realistic in our goals, guys. We're not a playoff team. We're a dark horse team. And, you know, the thing with a dark horse team is that your chances of making the playoffs, not very likely because, you know, you have some of those teams who are guaranteed to go to the playoffs or you have teams that have a legitimate chance of making the playoffs just because of the pieces they have. But when we're looking at it from this perspective, just think about it. Jack Hughes has been out since the second game of the year. Miles Wood still has not played in his first game this year. And those are two key guys. So, like like I was talking about, the energy line with Nathan Bastian and also Mikey McLeod, they're missing a key element. So don't expect that impact that they had last season. Don't expect that consistency that they had last season because we're still missing Miles Wood. Okay, and, and that's what made that line, you know, come together. He was the glue piece because he was obviously one of the leaders, one of the assistant captains last year. So, you know, that, that that's what made that line gel together, and that's what made it so effective. But... You know, uh, when looking at someone um, like Jack Hughes, we, we know what he brings in the offensive zone. We know what he brings on the defensive side of things. In two games, I believe he had, like, what, 10 takeaways, and then he scored that game-winning goal uh, in OT against the Chicago Blackhawks, and he did his famous uh, throw a, a stick into to the stance and let someone go home with a souvenir. So overall, when we're talking about Lindy Ruff, guys, I think he's done a pretty decent job. I talked about it in his exit meeting interview earlier this year in which I said, like, look, I think Lindy Ruff did really well with, with the tools he's been given. Now, you know, we have a couple of young guys that are in sophomore year slumps, so I talked about Sharon Govich, I talked about Smith, but look at Utica. I said we have a lot of options. So, you know, uh, Zetterlin was sent down to the Utica Commons just recently, same with Alexander Holt, and according to Alex Chavansi, uh the Utica Commons got back to their winning ways, and I believe they beat uh, their opponent one to nothing. And guess who got the goal? Guess who got the assist? Zetterlin got the goal, and then Holtz got the assist. I'm really excited for Zetterlin because, like I said, big body coming down the lane. Lindy Ruff loves that. Alexander Holtz, like, you know, it's, it's just going to take him some time before he gets adjusted to the NHL level because, remember last year, uh, he didn't uh, join the Binghamton Devils organization until, I'd say, more than 75% of the season was done because he was playing with his homeland of Sweden. And once that season concluded, he came over to the U.S. And, you know, I, I thought he was ready because he played really well in scrimmages. I thought the same thing from Sharon Govich. However, you know, the, things like that happen. So, you know, I can't hold that to Lindy Ruff's head because it's just like Lindy Ruff is doing, I think, particularly well with what he's been given. However, his staff... That's very questionable. I think they should make a few adjustments uh, accordingly in, in that regard. So I'm not blaming Lindy Ruff, the helm of the coaching staff, for uh, the mistakes that the New Jersey Devils are making. I'm, I'm not going to go that far. But 
I, I am going to say like he needs to make adjustments to his staff, otherwise he's going to be the one blamed. Because as a coach, especially a head coach, you are when when things go well, you are the last to be given credit. But when things go bad, you are the first one to be blamed. So I, if I'm Lindy Ruff, I'm looking at my staff, I'm sitting them down, I'm just like, you better step up, otherwise I'm not afraid to give you the boot. The reason Lindy Ruff brought back his staff this year was just because he felt as though it was unfair to judge them in his first year just because, like, you know, it was a pandemic. Uh, we only played 56 games. We didn't have practice. We didn't have film sessions. And, you know, the only practice we really got was Morley Skate, but that's not even a practice. So uh, that, that's why Lindy Ruff brought back his overall staff from last year. So... Uh, I, I, like I said, in when that uh, released uh, earlier this summer and I gave my overall opinions, I said I respect Lindy Ruff for staying loyal to his staff, but I don't know if that's the best option moving forward. But overall, you know, I, I respected it. But but for right now, with, with where we're at, you know, we, we've only won one game in the past five games. However, we have been able to get a few points here and there. Uh, for Lindy Ruff, you know, I, I'd say, like, you, you better, like, look at your staff. You better sit them down. You better go to Tom Fitzgerald because I think Tom Fitzgerald also likes Lindy Ruff. You better sit down with your boy and be, and be like, okay, here's the, here's the rundown. Here's what's going on. So, uh, in my opinion, Lindy Ruff, he's doing a pretty decent job. However, you know, he just hasn't had the best of luck. And, you know, that's the story of the New Jersey Devils organization. So before we conclude today's episode, I want to give you guys the second and final live read this one from our friends at betonline.ag. Please remember to gamble, excuse me, responsibly. So it was Thanksgiving time and we all know what that meant, football, and nothing goes better with football than turkey and betting. So BetOnline has you covered with all the holiday season, more props, odds, and lines than ever before. BetOnline remains your number one spot for all the sports action this season. Head to our new updated desktop or mobile website to sign up today to receive your 50% welcome bonus with the promo code LOCKEDON to receive your bonus. And it's not just football, BetOnline has pro and college hoops. NHL, boxing, UFC, and even your favorite Vegas casino games, which, by the way, shout out to uh, Alex Chavansi, my former colleague at the Hockey Riders, uh, University of Michigan beat Ohio State. So don't wait to take advantage of all the amazing offers available for the 2021 season. BetOnline is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your favorite sports. BetOnline, we're stuffed with deals this Thanksgiving. Like I said, that wasn't my choice to come up with that punchline. So a lot of you might be asking, am I concerned about the Devils? And quite honestly, if we had dropped that game against the, you know, so we dropped the game against the Panthers. Had we dropped that game against the, um, against the Lightning and also the Wild, I'd say yes, because, you, you know, we've gotten no points in the last few games. However, you know, the Panthers, we completely lost in regulation. Tampa Bay Lightning, we beat them in regulation. And then for the Minnesota Wild, went to a shootout, so we were able to still get a point out of it. So the, the one thing I'm going to say about the Devils is I'm not quite concerned yet. We have another game today against the Philadelphia Flyers. Hopefully they could come out with a better effort. And this is where the schedule goes back to normal just a little bit. And we're right there with the Philadelphia Flyers. So, you know, if we want to get back to where the Penguins and Blue Jackets are, I'd say we need to start getting two points sooner rather than later. So if we're looking at the Metropolitan Division, at the time of this recording, you got the Hurricanes, they are 15-3-1 with 31 points. And you got the Capitals, they are 13-3-5 with 31 points. You got the Rangers, they are 13-4-3. Then you got the Blue Jackets, they are 12-7-0 with 24 points. Then you got the Penguins, who are 10-7-4 with 24 points. And you got us, we are 8 Six and four with 20 points. The Flyers actually have a very similar record. They are eight, seven, and four with 20 points. And then the Islanders, they are 
five, ten, and two with uh, twelve points. So yeah, very ugly season so far for the um, for for the Islanders. But overall, I'm not concerned with the Devils quite yet. But uh, it, my advice for them just step it up a little bit, so that way you know we can still be within striking distance. And we're just waiting for Jack Hughes to come. I think he's going to come within the first week or so. So uh, let me know what you guys think. That's all the time I have for you guys today. Thanks for listening. Continue to stay safe and have a wonderful day in New Jersey. Once again, I apologize for not posting an episode the last couple days. It's just been very hectic, and hopefully this makes it up to you. Go Devils, and hopefully we can come out victorious against the Flyers. I will catch you guys in the next episode. Thanks for listening.